Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here of the Tour de France 2023. And today it is stage three. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Kroger himself, Ewan Wilson. And Ewan, today we had a boring stage in terms of record breaking. But nevertheless, what happened here on the first stage of the sprinters? Well, on stage three of the Tour de France, we left the Spanish Basque country from Amora Bieta, crossing the French border to Bayonne for our first stage in France. In the breakaway this morning, it was Nielsen Paulus and Laurent Pichon who went up the road. Paulus getting the King of the Mountains points before he eventually gave up with about 60, 70 kilometers to go, giving Pichon the green light to fight for the Combativity Award himself. Uh, Pichon was up in the breakaway until around 40k to go when the peloton swept him up, and at that point it was somewhat chaotic as teams were fighting for position. It looked like Soudal were really controlling things alongside Jan Bovisman and other GC squads into the final five kilometers. It really was Soudal who were bossing things. Alberson de Koenig looked a little bit out of the frame. After a very difficult set of corners at two kilometers to go, Soudal was still up in front, but a very chaotic finale brought Casper Asgrim with a small gap. Adrien Petit, who was sitting in second wheel at the time for Antimarche, leading out Biniam Grimay, let the gap go out. It disrupted the peloton completely, and Alberson de Koenig emerged with Mathieu van der Poel and Jasper Philipser to set out a sort of yellow brick road lead out in that final kilometer to guide Jasper Philipson to sprinting success in Bayonne to continue where he left off last year at the Champs-Élysées and to put a big stamp on his green jersey campaign for this year's Tour de France. In second place, it was Phil Bauhaus, whilst in third place, it was Caleb Ewan of Lotto Destiny. In fourth place, it was Fabio Jakobsen, with fifth place going to Wout van Aert of Belgium. We'll get more about him later on. Uh, this doesn't change the GC. Adam Yates still leads this race. The green jersey is actually going to be led by Victor Lafay, I believe, tomorrow of Cofidis. He's tied for points for the Asper Philipson right now, but I believe Lafay will hold that one. And in the white jersey, the polka dot jersey, nothing changes. Pogacar and Paola still lead them. Yeah, Ewan, I mean, exciting finish to this year's first stage, sprint stage, but... Yeah, we have to talk about that incident. It looked like Wat Van Aert sat up frustrated yet again. And uh, yeah, was he blocked? Or did Jasper Philipson come off his line? It was a bit of a turn towards the finish line. So does he just get away with it? I think it's really hard to tell because there was a bit of a curve there in the final 100 meters, which makes it very difficult to judge whether someone's sort of coming out of the line or not because all the markings on the road are in a straight line, but the road is going so like through a corner. I think that's what makes it very difficult to tell. To some extent, it looks like he's probably coming a little bit too close, but I don't think it's quite a relegation offense, at least as of the time of recording. It's not a relegation offense. It is disappointing for Wout that he that he got boxed out again, but at the same time, maybe he should have taken a different line. I don't think it's really enough of a, of a whoopsie to, to call for, for relegation. No one was sort of majorly put in danger out of this while Van Aert still finished fifth on the day. Well, at the time of the recording, as you said, no one's been relegated, but uh, I think he is saved by that corner. But uh, nevertheless, you and Jasper Philipson winning a big, big stage for him as well, adding another another one to his total and Alps into Koenig kind of ticking off their first objective. And uh, yeah, a very good lead out by them. They kind of, disappeared appeared and then yeah were there at the front and then took the stage well Alperson weren't really there for a lot of the stage well, i mean they were there but they kept getting shouldered out by other teams and they were far down the bunch when you have such a sort of a-list lead out like jonas rickard matthew van der paul and philipson it's a really great great 
trio that they have there. And in that final kilometer, that's what you need. And this is another victory where Mati van der Poel guides Philipsen all the way to the line. It's very, very impressive indeed. Albert and Dekanek have been doing great things uh, in their lead out over the past couple of years. It's what they do so well, winning Grand Tour sprints. It's another one to add to their long, long list of Grand Tour sprint victories. So I think I think Albert and Dekanek proving that they are really quite a strong team in, in this field and that they don't have to control the race from 20 kilometers out like Sudal did in order to get the win. They just appeared when they needed to to, to get the win. I mean, one team that might be uh, quite disappointed is the ones who finished fourth place, Fabio Jakobsen. They did a lot of work, a lot of control, and they looked towards the closing moments that they were in a perfect position with the European champion, Ewan. So what can they take away from this? It almost looked like Kasper Eskain should have just gone for it when there was that small gap. Exactly that. Sudal, I think, were, were really well regimented, sort of copy-paste lead out that they've always done. But the chaos of that final kilometre and a half really derailed their lead out when Asgrim was on the front. You had Petit sliding into second wheel with Binim Grimai in third wheel, and he just couldn't fill the gap. Petit was doing work for the past 20 kilometers at, at the front of the race, and he just couldn't fill that gap. I think that disrupted the lead out. And once again, Jakobsen, just sort of once he doesn't have that picture perfect lead out, I think he finds it hard to, to get that big win. So for them, it's going back to the drawing board, looking at tomorrow's stage to Nogaro and how they can control things once they get into that motor racing circuit to get a win on stage four. But within that final kilometer, it's just looking like that Van der Poel, Ricketts and Phillips and Trio is just a little bit stronger than your Asgrain, Merkel train for Fabi Jakobsen. I mean, when you look at that top 10, there are certain key names or teams missing that were doing a lot of work towards the closing moments of the race. Uno X, one of them. Intermarché as well. Obviously, Binyam Gamay is a big story and we would love him to have won today or whatever stage. But yeah, Mike Chonison, we also mentioned that on stream, the incredible lead out there by him. But it looked like they kind of ran out of manpower into Marche. They were missing that extra man with like 1.2 kilometers to go. It was kind of Petit, uh, you said, uh, in front of Binny. So they were missing that extra guy to kind of, maybe that was what Chernison should have been, the guy in front of Petit, and that would have been the train. I, th I think that's what it was because Turnison was helping him with about three kilometers to go to get in a great position. And I don't know what happened to Turnison. Petit then arrived and Petit just sort of he was doing efforts for a lot of that sort of final 20 kilometers. I think he was just cooked in that final kilometer. Turnerson's a better sprinter. I just, I don't quite know what happened to Turnerson. If he was there behind Putzi, I think that would have been a great lead out and Binim Grimai probably could have been about sixth, fifth place on the stage. Um, but another day, another sort of lesson learned for them. Antomarche, they've been learning in this lead out train throughout the year and building and building. And maybe in a couple of days time, they will, will put those lessons to good use, particularly once again on stage eight with an uphill finish with Petit, with Turnison. That could be a gold medal winning opportunity for Binim Grimai Limoges on Eritrea's national holiday. Ewan, there are so many sprinters, so many big sprinters that are always going to lose out here. And uh, Dylan Hoenweg and Caleb Ewan, what do they kind of do? Mark Cavendish to some respect as well. We can throw him in there as well. Like looking at this dominance by Absen de Koenig, yeah, but, but then Albert and Dekernik as well were good last year and other, other sprinters still got stage wins. I, I I just think it's all that would take is for Cavendish or Hunaveyuki to be in the wheel of, of Jasper Philipsa and to feel a little bit better on the day. 
I, I think it's I think it's still fairly open. Yes, he won this opening stage. It looked good, but I think we just got to wait and see what happens tomorrow in Nogaro with a bit of a stronger illustration of what the sprinting hierarchy is as well with later stages to come once teams are more battered and bruised and have lost personnel and they have different objectives in that race it'll really shuffle things around and probably make it more wide open i think philipson is probably the most legitimate candidate for the green jersey I said that before the tour de france as well it's looking good at the moment but i'm not quite sure he's going to win four or five stages of this tour de france i think it's more likely to be two three whilst other riders will have a shot nowadays I think lead out to so much more hectic. It's hard for riders to win the four, five, six stages of a Tour de France. Yeah, I also think you're right. With the level is so much closer between the top guys right now. It's not the Marcel Kittle and everyone else is kind of fighting for second. This is they're very close. These guys they've beaten each other throughout the season. It's not it's not that clear cut. But yeah, I mean enough about the sprinting. We'll we'll see that again tomorrow. But in terms of the polka dot jersey, Nilsson Powell is extending that as well. Sitting up as well, wisely, after kind of taking all the categorized points. But Ewan, yeah, do you think do you think he actually thinks he's going to go for it? Because we normally we see this thing where riders take it as kind of like a last-ditch prize and then they run out of stages and it ends up just going to Ringo or Pogaccia. I think he's somewhat consolidating his lead at the moment to hold on to that jersey for as long as possible. But... I mean, being in the breakaway and spending so much energy today in search of five points will be meaningless once we get to the Pyrenees and there are mountains that have 20, 10 points available at the summit where he will get trumped in a couple of days' time. Pete Powers is a great climber. We know this, um, but will he be allowed in the breakaway on stage five and six, for instance, where there's a lot of points on offer? We'll find out. Um, yeah. It, it's interesting to see the polka dot jersey get in the breakaway so early on, a bit like Mountainous Court last year when he was fighting up there in the breakaways to keep that polka dot jersey for as long as possible before, once again, the race hit the high mountains and there was a big reshuffle. But for Paulus, it's definitely keeping EF in our minds, especially after Carapaz crashed out. I was keeping them, I was giving them collar mentions, uh, giving them mentions all around the globe and also just wearing that polka dot jersey in itself it's it's a iconic symbol of the tour de france maybe even more so than the green and white jerseys to sort of everyday cycling well everyday viewers maybe they don't watch cycling all year round so for ef it's a big achievement and paulus himself seems to be just really high on morale right now he was celebrating every king of the mountain sprint cheering on the crowd he was saying it's a childhood dream and in interviews so for him I mean, he's just living, laughing, and loving. Yeah, but that's basically it for this recap race analysis. In terms of our prediction game, you and I, we didn't get the winner today. And uh, I went for Benny. You went for Fabio Jakobsen, but it was Philipsen, as we know. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But make sure to hit the like button, comment down below. And remember, we have got a preview as well every day coming out. So uh, make sure to watch that as well. But with that, thank you for watching, and we will see you around. All right, I'll get on with that. Yep. Okay. All right. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Just you, you know. Yeah. You know how. Yeah. To I'll, I'll do the virtual. whole box out thing, and I might put that picture of Pogacar and Philipson in the side. Yeah. All right. See you tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow.